Hello, hello, lovely souls. It's Sonia here with Fresh Approach Fitness, a wellness company, and it is November 23rd, 2020. Wow, I'm going to say, just because of the timing, it is one day before my middle daughter's 21st birthday. How the time goes by so, so, so very quickly. Um, so happy birthday, Renee, if you hear this. I'm not sure if she listens to my podcast or not. But guys, buckle down, grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your notebook, get comfortable on your drive or your workout, whatever it is that you are doing. Settle in. This is episode number 34. And today's episode is called Do the Work. And the reason why it's called Do the Work, we're going to be talking about a couple of things, but essentially we're going to be talking about money. What? Talk about money. Yeah, exactly. We're going to talk about money. Money seems to be the root of a lot of serious conversations. Money seems to be one of the reasons families break down, relationships suffer. Um, it adds a lot of stress to life. And it's one of those topics that we just don't talk about. Not very often. I had a conversation with my dad recently and he's from the generation where he needed to come home and help provide. A lot of parents or people in their seventies are from that era right? Where they had to help out their household. Scarcity was a bit of an issue. Um, and my mom came from a big family. She has 14 brothers and sisters. Well, she did. Um, her family's taken a toll this year, but regardless, um, part of her upbringing was there would always be enough. It didn't matter. They would make it through, you know, that's the mindset. Same thing with my dad. You come home and you help financially. You help provide. Same thing with my mom. You have what you take what you have and you make it work, right? And they're from a generation where you fix instead of replace, which I think is phenomenal. Um, because how many times in today's society are we in a disposable scenario? Something's broken, we get rid of it. Your relationship's not working, you dispose of it. Go on to the next. I can tell you after two, two um, ex-husbands, money was an issue in both relationships. Money is still something that I have uncomfortable moments with. And I, you know, with these podcasts, I am extremely, extremely vulnerable, extremely honest, because that's the relationship I want with you, my listeners, you, my friends, you, my clients. I feel I need to be 100% on board and authentic with you so you can know that I can relate with you. So, Money. It's not just about money. We're not just going to jump in and talk about money. I'm going to go over a little bit of a couple stories first and explain the effects of money and what's happening as, as a society right now. Um, I just want to say, even now, in my late 40s, money isn't quite my friend yet. Right? I still realize I have limiting beliefs surrounding money. I am reading an amazing book called Get Rich Lucky Bitch. Yes, I know I just said that. <laughs> it's about releasing your money blocks and living a first class life. And I can tell you, I've always been fascinated about money, but I've always had problems with money, right? So I can sit here and, and tell you that I'm learning a lot from the book, but I'm learning a lot about myself. I'm learning where my limiting beliefs are and where those stories no longer serve me. 
but how they're not actually my stories. They're stories of other people that I have heard that I have accepted as my own. Think about that. What money stories have you heard that you have accepted as your own? Take my parents, for instance. They are still very careful with their money and, and a lot of their fights, and they're going to, I hopefully forgive me for sharing this, but a lot of their fights, just like most people, is about money. So I'm surprised you're still together. Sometimes. Sometimes. But there's a different story there. My mom didn't speak um, English when they met. My dad didn't speak French. And they have been together almost 50 years. So they have done an amazing job of breaking through those barriers. And it is a life that I want the love that they have. Um, you know, my dad's not a hundred percent affectionate, but you know, he loves my mom. Um, he's not the, I love you affectionate type. It, my mom is a little bit more the traditional retired housewife right now where she's cooking and, and things like that. Um, but they do, they have come together. They have amazing story to tell after almost 50 years together, you know, two children, three grandchildren, a great grandson, lots of friends and it's a fulfilled life. And they live in a nice house. It's not beautiful mansion. They live in a nice house. They have everything that they need. But they had to get through a big journey to get there. And I'm not sure where your parents are at. Some people might be divorced. And some people might be together. And some people might be living here, there, everywhere. But it doesn't matter where your parents are at. They're just a part of your story. And that's what I want to share today because their limiting beliefs become your limiting beliefs. Think about that. Other people's living, limiting beliefs become yours. My dad's mindset about money reminded me, uh, he reminded me often, when was I going to get a real job? <laughs> yes. He didn't want me to worry about money and it doesn't matter how much I make or how much I don't make. It'll never be enough to reassure the fact that his little girl is comfortable and safe and he doesn't have to worry. He will always worry, right? Yes, I've had to restart my life twice with three kids under my belt. Yes, I can have that conversation with each and every single one of you as to what you need to do. But here's the thing. With society right now. So why this is important is because of society right now. Where we're going through. You know, we're talking some parts of the world are back into lockdown. Just like we were nine months ago when I first started this podcast. Um, we're back at the beginning. We're worried about our jobs. We've been worrying about our jobs all year. Some people got new jobs. Some people had to transition. That state of perpetual worry puts you into a flight or fight mindset. And where it is important to avoid that, what happens is when we're in frequent or chronic flight or fight response, which means we're always ready to attack. We're always ready to jump, jump to conclusions. We're always defending ourselves. And you might not think that you are, but think about that for a minute. Are your shoulders close to your ears? <laughs> right? I just realized that mine were, as I said, though, even the words flight and flight, bring your shoulders up and your back tight. Okay. It means that you are in a chronic state of stress. Your body, your physical body is stressing. And I'm going to break this down to you into a really cute analogy that I just heard over the weekend. But what it means is 
This is going to lead to digestive problems, increased risk of heart disease, and other known effects of chronic stress. You can overcome fear, but it takes work. You have to do the work. So the scenario I want to share with you um, paints in a very interesting picture. And it's about a skunk, a deer, and humans. <laughs> and you're like, what? Yeah, a skunk, a deer, and humans. Think about a skunk for a minute. When a skunk sees you, what does he do? And again, in most cases, what does the skunk do, right? He is in flight or flight. He is scared. He doesn't know what to expect, so he will spray you, right? We can all agree that a skunk will spray you out of a defense mechanism. That is his way of being in fight, flight or fight, okay? A deer is smart enough to assess the situation, okay? So most of us at our stage of life prior to COVID, would be sitting in the deer. Not all of us, you know, we'd be between skunk and deer, depending on the, the case, but more of us are in skunk right now where we're reactive. We're responding as if we are defending ourselves. And we might not even mean to be doing this, okay? A deer, on the other hand, assesses the situation. Now, for my friends who have ever um, been in more than one relationship that are listening to this, you know exactly what I'm talking about by being a deer. You don't want to put everybody in a situation where you're back in a flight or flight like you were with your, your ex-partner, where you're not sure what the next moves are, but you're constantly on defense because it's not comfortable, right? Those limiting beliefs and those stories are coming with you to your next relationship unless you do the work. So when you're in the deer mode, you are assessing the situation and taking a step back first and you're realizing, yes, the situation is safe. I do not need to react. I can go a little bit further. I can be a little bit more myself because I'm not in any danger. So that would be a, a case where the deer maybe comes into your backyard and the deer visits all the time versus, you know, a deer hunting season. Those deers are probably in flight or flight because they're outdoors. They're at risk. So a deer can assess a lot better their surroundings. And it may be familiar surroundings, but they trust tepidly, right? Because deers are tepid, but they're assessing. So they address tepidly the situation and they still move forward with caution, but they're not as stressed, right? They're not reacting. They're not responding. They're not in a chronic state of stress. And the third part is your human, your human brain. So all of these different parts are three different parts of the brain. Um, skunk, deer, Liz, um, human. And skunk is more the very bottom, the base of your neck, right? It's the very, very base of the neck where um, everything connects and you get tension. And you know exactly where I'm talking about. It totally makes sense. The deer is almost the the surrounding part of your head where you're able to take a look at all the different sides and assess is if it's safe. The human part of your brain, the human part that connects is the part that knows that you are confident, you are relaxed, you are safe, you can be you. There is nothing to worry about. This is not the same story. This is a different scenario. You are completely safe. Let's be honest. Where do you sit? Where are you sitting right now? Are you in skunk, deer, 
for you in human face, for your, for your headspace, for your mind. All of these areas are in our brain. That's actually not called <laughs> skunk, dear human. Those are the names I've given it just to help it make sense because we need to know where we're going at. When it comes to money, when it comes to not knowing, we need to know where we're at first. And this is like any other kind of coaching. And you're going to see how I bring this all together. But if you don't know where you're at, you don't know how to make changes because you don't even have a foundation. You don't have a base. You won't know progress. And that's the exact same way when I'm coaching people on whether it's mindset work and I start with the wellness quiz, or if it's nutrition work and I have them track their food, if we're making changes to their diet, this is the same type of starting point. We need a starting point. So we know what work that needs to be done so we can make the changes. Now, when it comes to money, that is huge, 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 huge right now in terms of skunk and deer. Not very many of us at this particular point in time, and I'm not saying none of us, none of us, ha, I'm not saying none of us fall into the human, but the majority of us with the year that we've had are falling between skunk and deer. We're not sure what to do. Um, we are in flight or fight. We've seen that with the toilet paper <laughs> shopping pandemic or when people at the grocery stores are buying more than they need just to make sure that they have enough. But remember, if you've been living in this constant state of flight or fight for the year, it is not good for your body. Our bodies are meant to do flight or flight for a short period of time, a burst of energy so it can respond to perceived dangers. That's exactly what a skunk does, right? It goes into flight or flight, it perceives danger, and it has a boost of energy, which means it sprayed us. Um, what happens though is the parasomatic nervous system acts like a break. It promotes the rest and digest response that calms the body down after the danger has passed. If your body does not calm down after the danger has passed, so if you've been worried about money, and we're using money today. If you've been worried about money for the last six months and it's still, and your body still hasn't let it go, you haven't been able to calm down. It does not matter what you do for anything else. You need to work on this mindset piece. You will gain weight because your body's going into flight or flight. It's holding on to whatever it can. You will worry. You will react. You will snap. You will have a breaking point. You will go through the emotional, um, the emotional scale and you will drop down that spiral. Naturally, these things will happen because in your mind, the danger has not passed. So think of a time where this has happened to you. Has this happened coming out of a relationship? Has this happened um, losing a job? Has this happened in any other areas of your life where you are in chronic flight or fight mode about money? Okay. So it's not just about money. We know that it can also be in relationships where we're responding. It can also be, you know, trying to impress somebody at work. The thing is, is this is a snowball effect, right? When you're worried about money, when you are in flight or flight mode, when you are in a chronic state of stress, it impacts the complete surrounding areas. If you could see what I just did, I just did a big circle with my arms, um, about your life because you're naturally reacting to way, way, way too much. So when I said you need to know the numbers, you need to do the work. Let me go on about that for one second. Let me explain what I mean. 
there are three different types of income streams right now. And the best thing that you can do about knowing the numbers is knowing where you're at and knowing what you want to shift so you can protect yourself and get yourself out of flight or flight mode. Um, I guess it means doing the work. It means doing the research. It means taking pen to paper. It means knowing those numbers. And this is so super important because most of you that I'm speaking with are in your forties, the majority. Most of you may have taken an, taken an economics class. Maybe you had a conversation about finances when you were in high school or economics in high school. Not too many of you, I'm sure, have gone through for accounting. And if you have, great. But how much of that are you applying to yourself? Even if you're running a small business, are you doing the work? Or are you doing this kind of work? Or are you literally just entering the numbers and giving it to your bookkeeper? Do you understand what this looks like? You know, I've seen this happen time and time again with coaching clients where one partner either leaves a relationship or like the recently relationship dissolves one way or another. And I keep on talking about this because most of the people that are listening and most people in society right now, we're not in our happily ever after. Very few percentage are sitting with the person that they have fallen in love with and they are doing the work to make it work, right? So we um, have moved on and we have evolved and we have changed. And every time you pick up and start all over, you're working with money right? You're back in flight or flight. You're trying to figure out who you are and what worked and what didn't work. Hopefully, hopefully you're doing this work because if you're not, you're just going into the next relationship, repeating all of the same habits. And this is why this is so important. You don't want to be taking the limiting beliefs of your parents or other people's stories into your life and making them your own, right? At one point of your life, that was your experience because that's all you knew. But now you've got 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years under your belt. You've got your own stories. You know your own truth. Okay. Perhaps when you're in a relationship, you're afraid to talk about money because you don't want judgment. But that's on you, right? Maybe you've been judged every single time you've opened up about money. That's on you. And that's a hard one to get past. And we can talk about the transformation of that, but that's where you're going to need to do the work. Because you can only do your best to improve this and you can do your best to educate it yourself on this. There are lots and lots and lots of resources. Two books I'm going to talk about before I get into talking about making transformation happen in this area. Um, David Ramsey has a fantastic book. Where did I put it here? Total Money Makeover. Fantastic book. There is an online, or there used to be Till Debt Do Us Part, where um, Gail would talk about money jars and helping relationships about money and, and uh, helping relationships fix their relationship about money and their money mindset. But sometimes you go too extreme, right? And then there's the latte factor by David Bach. And this is one of my favorite money books. I actually don't know where I put it. I'm pretty sure I lent it out and I didn't get it back because I can't find it. So I think I lent it to one of my kids. Um, the latte factor is phenomenal. Um, it really, really is phenomenal. So it's a quick read. It's a story. You'd be done in a day or two, even if you're busy. Um, But you learn so much from it. So three great resources for you. But I'm also here to help and support you on this because money, your relationship with money, your relationship with others, staying in flight or flight, we need to get through this. It's a mindset. It's a mindset that if you don't deal with it, 
if you don't learn from it, it's, it's the patterns are going to continue down the road. They might be okay for a short period of time, but they're, they're going to continue down the road. In my experience, in my professional experience, people that overeat, overspend. Mm. People that overeat, overspend. Sometimes those people overdrink as well. So one addiction leads to another. If you have an addictive personality, you have an addictive personality. It doesn't matter what it's for. But if you have goals, if you have a plan, if you know what your numbers are, if you have something to work towards, if you are a little bit more educated as to what this could look like for your future and for your now and for your health, we can do the work, right? And that's what today's episode is all about, doing the work. Yes, I'm using money as the conversation because money has so much weight to it. Money will put us into skunk, deer, or human behavior when it comes to our mindset. Money will ruin relationships with your partner, with your kids, with your family. Money will, you will let your limiting beliefs about money be true until you flip the script, until you do the work. So what can we do about it? Well, there are three, three different types of income and the income that's called active income is the one that we're most, most um, familiar with. And it's trading time for money. Simple as that. Whether you're working full time, whether you're exchanging one-on-one coaching, active income is trading time for money. If you don't do the work, you do not get paid, period. Okay. So most of us have active income somewhere in our lives, a job, clients, whatever it looks like. Then there's passive income. Passive income is money earned from an ex- an experience that has little or no ongoing effort involved. So passive income could be writing a book. Okay. And then you're getting the proceeds. Passive income could be doing um, a movie. Right? You could be an actress in a movie and get passive um, passive income. So passive income comes to you after, after um, you have done the work. So it's earned from an enterprise or an experience that has little or no ongoing effort involved. Residual income is a calculation that determines how much discretionary money is available after the financial obligation had been met. Okay. So what's passive? What's residual? Let's talk about this because those are a little bit blurred. And in some cases they are very similar. So rental, if you rent out your house, if you are a landlord, um, and you have income property, which is a great place to be in, if you can, I mean, the ROI on, if you think about the ROI on a $20,000 investment now, after you've invested four years ago in the market, you're looking at a $250,000 Two hundred and fifty thousand dollar profit, uh, say two hundred thirty thousand dollar profit in four years. You can't invest anywhere else and get that kind of turnaround in today's society, right? So I mean, if you can invest in income property, go for it. Okay, so that would be a passive income. You've got money dropping into your bank account every single month. And if you're smart about it, you would get just a couple hundred dollars more, not a lot to pay a lot of taxes on, but just a little bit. Now keep in mind, I am not a financial advisor, but what I do know 
is what I've learned from experience. What I do know is what I've learned from reading. And what I do know is what I've learned from working with clients and working on myself. Okay. I am not a financial advisor. I am a life coach. I do talk about mindset work. I do help people do the work. So just keep in mind as you're hearing me with this, I am not a financial advisor. However, it makes sense. So passive income would be income property where you are getting money dumped into your account on a regular basis. Okay. Every once in a while there's upgrades. Yes. Things that need to be fixed. Yes. But there's passive income there. So you've got your active income would be your, your job, your day job, if you would, whatever that looks like. Passive income, a rental property, great investment. If you can, there are other ways of bringing in passive income. I'm just using the top of what's top of mind right now. Passive income could be writing a book. Actually, that'd be more residual income. So residual income would be writing a book, for instance. And every time somebody purchases a book, so after the work is done, is is residual income. After the work is done, this could be um, monthly commissions on your MLM, right? Where you automatically get money put into your account each month because so many people have signed up for MLM, side hustle, whatever you want to call it. It's smart. We're going to talk about it. There is a need in society for it, and I will explain why. That is residual income. Again, residual income is a calculation that determines how much discretionary money is available after financial obligations have been met. So residual income comes in on a regular basis. It could be you write a book, and now you're getting income every time somebody purchases that book, right? The financial obligations have been met. You've done whatever you can to write the book and now people are buying it and you're getting money dropped into your bank account. I knew somebody once whose dad played um, in a movie and each month he gets residual, he gets a check each month still from a movie he played in and he had one line in the movie. That's it. So this is where stars and actresses and that have um, residual income, passive income. Now in today's society, we're going to want multiple streams of income. We want active, we want passive, we want residue or residue, residual because we want to, we want to build ourselves up. We want to build a platform where we're safe. Here's the thing. If any one of these income streams drop out of the equation, you should be fine by the other two income streams. So most of us right now, the majority have active income right? Some people have side hustles. Some people don't. And call your side hustle whatever you want. I don't care if it's an MLM. For me, it doesn't matter. Network marketing is what I would like to call it. I did say I'm an MLM a few minutes ago, but that's just common language. Network marketing. We all do it, right? I just got through saying two books and a TV show that people should watch to help them with their money. I'm not being reimbursed for that. Not whatsoever. Hmm. That's network marketing. I am sharing my recommendations with no income coming back to me. That is network marketing. Word of mouth marketing, network marketing is the same thing. If you tell your friend to go buy something at Canadian Tire, or if you go tell them to buy the exact same product at Pampered Chef, an Instapot for instance, right? What's the difference? There is no difference right? You're still going, they're getting what they want. They're exchanging cash or whatever for what they want. The difference is you're not getting paid for it. If they go to Canadian Tire, 
you might be getting paid for it if they go to Pampered Chef, depending on if you're with Pampered Chef or whatever. So network marketing has been around for years and a lot of people turn their noses up at it. It falls into, it starts off as active income, right? You have to do the work to get it, to get your clients, but it very quickly moves into residual income and passive income. This is where network marketing opens up so many doors. I have my hands in a lot of these pots. Okay. So where I'm at right now in my life, and as much as I might say money is tight sometimes, or there's not enough sometimes, of course I say that, right? You're probably thinking, whoa, a coach, you know, she should have this all together. I'm human. What you should have learned about me by now is I'm human because my money is tied up. I, I do have an income property. Tony and I are, are living in his house. Um, so my house is rented out. I do have an income property. So I also work full time. I also have my business. As you know, I also have three side hustles that I'm working on building. They're part of my brand. Yeah. So I have found a purpose for them now. I'm not just collecting side hustles. They're part of my celebrate everything brand, a brand that I am building. But I can tell you, 15 minutes, maybe an hour over a week with a couple of new clients, maybe one hour, I'll be honest, brought me in $91 for one hour's worth of work for one of my side hustles and it's consumable product. So people are purchasing this again over and over because they're going to fall in love with it because they need the products anyways. One hour, $91. Okay. Major, major eye opener for me. Yeah. My other ones are brands. Essential oils is the other one that I use. So I'm with Zaya, doTERRA and Arbonne. And I'm not going to share which one brought me in the money. Um, I will open to a conversation with you, but one of the things I didn't do right that I want to say, I wish I did sooner. Two things. I wish I did the rental income sooner. It wasn't available to me sooner. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit on that, right? Like that's just the timing of my life. The fact that I can even do that is fantastic. And the second part though, the one that is something I really shake my head at because I feel like I'm educating and educating and educating the world on this is network marketing. You know, there's a lot of negative, a lot of negative um, context to it, but if you do the work, you make the money. It's just like any other job. It's just like anything else, but you really make the money in network marketing. Whatever you put in for effort, you are getting back. And I waited long on this because I didn't want to be associated. Um, actually, I don't even have a real reason why. I think it was other people's beliefs. Now, when I say I waited, I had previous experience when I was much younger doing things like Tupperware and Mary Kay. So I've always been entrepreneur and I've always liked the idea of consumable products. I didn't realize until recently the value add to my lifestyle and the value add to my big picture, my vision board, what I'm working to aspire what I'm trying to leave behind, um, in the life that I want to live between now and then. And I can get that life through network marketing. I'm not there yet, right? You have to build it. You have to do the work. You have to be consistent, but people are going to the store to buy face wash. People are going to the store to buy essential oils. People are going to the store to buy clothes. There's no reason why they can't buy them for me, especially when it comes to my my brand, my celebrate everything brand and how I'm adding it to their day-to-day life, right? You hit a success. Let's just say, let's just say you do your work 
financially. And you just send the work we talk about. And after a month, you are on track and on par. There's nothing wrong with you rewarding that success. And that's what I would talk about because we want to reward the habits. These new habits change our life. They change the direction. They rewrite the story. And that's what we want to do. So network marketing, we've all been doing it. We all recommend books. We recommend movies. We recommend clothes. We recommend things. But most of us aren't getting paid for it. Why not? We should all have these three different types of money coming in. Active, passive, and residual. I'm also working on writing a book. I've dabbled into starting to write it and then I've stepped back. But part of my plan, and and I'm sure at this point it's going to be a 2021 plan because I've done so much this year. And I have to accept that what I've done this year with all of the changes is good enough. Um, starting my book was part of my plan for this year for 2020. I did start it. I'm very proud of where I'm at. Um, but I want to make it part of my priority for 2021 and get it launched. I believe that's going to be my goal. And, um, that, that's a huge goal, isn't it? Right. But once that book gets out there, that is another form of residual income. And I know knowing me, I'm going to turn that goal into another goal and write another book. Um, what are you doing? Where, where are you at? So I'd like to challenge you to do the work, write down passive, active and residual and where are you at with those things? You know, where do they fall in line with where your, your goals are, where your relationship is, the lifestyle that you want to lead? How are these going to help you eliminate the flight or fight systems that you've got going on? Shoulders up by your ears. You're going into work every single day, worried and frantic about being let go because you can't afford it. Well, that might be somebody else's story, but if you've got some of these in place, you can afford it. Why do you think network marketing companies exploded throughout COVID? People are making money. People are making money. People are spending money. Whether or not you're doing it is a mindset because the world goes on. Okay. What can we do about this? First of all, I want you to pay attention. I want you to lean in and pay attention. I am going to share with you a manifestation about transformation and why it's important. Because before we go into some ideas of how to implement this, for anybody that's ever worked in a factory or they're looking at betterments and changes, it's called a Kaizen. Kaizen is the Japanese word for improvement or change for the better. And this philosophy has been incorporated into various life coaching and psychotherapy models as a state to aspire to. So we're all working on our own personal Kaizans. When we are committed to conscious transformations in our lives, it brings us powerful meaning in connection to the world around us. From the minute you entered the world as a tiny baby, you have been embarking on the most wonderful adventure of constant change. And oh my goodness, I was noticing this this weekend, both with Hudson and with Tony and I in our relationship and where we started versus where we're at now in a very short period of time. We are living in a state of constant change. But due to the nature of all of us being life cycles, it's a powerful reminder that transformation is inevitable. In fact, you're not the same person you were five minutes ago before listening to this podcast, let alone five years ago. New cells are being created, new thoughts are being formed, and the reality around you 
and within you is perpetually manifesting newness. So remember to celebrate and welcome transformation into your life. Welcome this transformation about the money mindset. Welcome this transformation of evolving from a skunk to a deer to a human in the mindset that comes with it. Once you welcome transformation into your life, you must honor your growth and development. Upon reflection, you will see that life is an ever-evolving journey of creation. So, dear universe, may I remember that the seasons of my life are natural and imperative. They are an element of my soul's journey. May I welcome new change into my life and honor the cycle nature of the human experience. So be it, so it is. And it's just a quick little um, mantra that I said there. May I remember that the seasons of my life are a natural and imperative element of my soul's journey. May I welcome new change into my life and honor the, the cycle of nature of the human experience. Just saying that brings my shoulders down. Just saying that, just saying that opens the window of opportunity. So now let's talk about the work that needs to be done. Okay. I'm not going to go too deep here because I invite you to each connect with me one-on-one. But the first thing I'd like you to do is figure out where you're at financially. Figure out who you owe money to and how much. Get that, get that on paper. I don't care if you use an Excel spreadsheet. If you want a budget, I can help you with that. If you can write it all out on a piece of paper, that's fine. It doesn't matter. Figure out, figure out who you owe, which bills you owe, and how much money you're bringing in. And then identify, is this active, passive, or residual? Um, because we are going to make some shifts. Once you are organized with your money and you've got your finger on the pulse and you know where you're at, we'll have a better direction as to where to go. And I can tell you, if you're not doing network marketing, you're going to want to because you're going to be in a group of like-minded people. You're going to get training and tools for free that are going to help you on other areas of your life, a community, creative, energetic, hustlers, people I want more of in my life. That's why I'm in there. So if you're no longer, if you're not doing residual or passive income through network marketing, and that's not on your list when you go through and figure out where money's coming in right now and where money is going out, let's talk. Okay. I've been through so many of them that I finally found what works for me. And we can definitely talk about pros and cons and what works and what you're looking for, but you really want it to match your personality, your goals, your vision, and your interests. Super, super, super important. So you want your side hustle to match your personality, your goals, your vision, and your interests. Okay. And I want you to take that spreadsheet, write down, like I mentioned, everything that you've got coming in, everything that you've got going out. Figure out who you owe, what to, and when. Okay. Now, on the side, identify, do you have active income, passive income, or residual income? Remember, active is trading time for money. Passive income is where money is earned from an enterprise or an experience that has little or no ongoing effort. Residual income is a a calculation that determines how much discretionary money is available after a financial obligation has been met. So identify where you're at with those three different types of income streams. 
And now I want you to have a specific goal in mind. And if it comes to, if you're not sure, we'll talk about this, but I want you to be specific. So let's say, let's say in terms of active income, making and getting an extra pay raise won't help you with active income. If you're making enough right now to cover your bills and get by, great. That's good. Build on the other two platforms. If you're not making enough, still think about building on the other two platforms and putting your interest in there as you work on scaling back your expenses, because you ideally want just one of these categories to be able to cover everything. So you can have the time and the effort and the energy to build on the other two categories. Okay. Now, identify your income sources. Like I said, read those books, get the information out there. Give me a call because what you're going to do next is we're going to come up with a goal. And if you're in income marketing, be specific. I want to help 10 people in my network marketing team grow to $2,500 a month. That's a great specific goal. You might need to find 10 people if you don't have 10 people. So you might need to change that goal a little bit. Your personal goal, my personal goal with my network marketing. So I'll be honest. My goal is to make $10,000 a month. I want to get there. Okay. That is my goal. I want my income coming in to get to $10,000 a month. Of the $10,000 a month coming in, I want to start at $2,000 a month coming in from my side, from my side hustles, from my network marketing. That's my goal. That's what I'm working on. So what do I need to do to do the work? Well, you don't know what you need to do to do the work until you know what the goal is. Break it down. Break it down. I just shared with you that $91 was my ROI for one hour of time. Okay. So in that note, if I put in 19 more hours, I'm going to reach my goal of $2,000 a month. 19 more hours over the course of the month. What does that look like? Well, two hours a week, right? Two, four, six, eight. Nope. That's not right. Four hours a week. Nope. Not quite. Five hours a week a lot closer. So now I know I need to do about five hours a week, right? Five times four, 20. I need to do five hours a week on my network marketing in order to bring in my goal. But you're never going to know what that is until you have a goal, you know where you're at and you know how to break it down. So now we look at the calendar. Okay. What days can I spend Five hours a week. Can I spend two and a half hours on a Saturday? Sure. And a Sunday? Sure. Do I want to? No. So what else does it look like? An hour a day, Monday to Friday? Okay. Maybe that's not possible. Maybe not. Maybe I could spend a couple of hours on a Monday night and a Wednesday night. There you go. Bang. Done. Reached my goal. Maybe. Maybe not. We don't know till we try, but we can't do any of this until we do the work. Listen, I've gone a little bit over today. It's closer to 45 minutes. It's like 43 minutes. There's a lot we've talked about. We've talked about how the relationships, your, any relationships in your life have led to, to limiting beliefs around money, whether they're your stories or there's somebody else's stories that you've told is true. We've talked about flipping the, the script. We've talked about how knowing where your numbers are, but most importantly, we've talked about doing the work. You're going to want three to five, at least three to five different income sources coming in. Ideally, you want to build a life 
where one of those income sources is all you need to survive off. I don't recommend it being active because you're always going to be exchanging time for money that way. And is that going to give you the lifestyle that you're looking for? What if you're sick? What if, what if, what if? So if it's active, I recommend that you work on building the other ones. And I'm not going to go say buy five or six houses and live house poor. I knew someone that did that. They had three rental houses or maybe four, but didn't have a dime to their name week to week. That doesn't make sense either. Find the balance. Do the work. Make it make sense to you. Okay, my friends, I am signing off for another week. My goodness, this was amazing. So I would love to hear your shares and your wins, your thoughts and your feedbacks. Please like, share, comment, help me with some network marketing on this. And once again, if you have any questions, you know, be proud of who you are. Be proud of the fact that you're even listening to this and you are encouraged to transform, that you're wanting to make your chapter and your story a little bit different and that you're not willing to throw out what's not working, but you're willing to repair and fix it. Have yourself a fantastic week, my friends. And once again, it's Sonia with Fresh Approach Fitness, a wellness company. You can find me at freshapproachfitness.ca. I am working on evolving my website. You can always find me at asksonia.ca. It's S-O-N-Y-A or on any of my social media platforms, which is either Sonia Janice or Fresh Approach Fitness.